This is the Agenda Podcast on the Blood Red Channel, taking a bite-sized look at some of the big Liverpool FC talking points. It's the Agenda Podcast here on the Blood Red Channel. I'm Guy Clark. Welcome along. With a transfer window drawing ever closer, the summer's fun and games could well and truly be about to start. As Erling Haaland and Kylian Mbappe signal their intentions, the futures of Robert Lewandowski as well as Liverpool pair Mohamed Salah and Sadio Mane are still far from clear. Alongside me is Liverpool.com editor Matt Addison as we will be delving into the rumour mill and exploring what could well happen this summer. And Matt, I think that's the place to start, isn't it, with Kylian Mbappe, of course, recent comments coming out over Liverpool having signalled interest and intent in trying to secure his services, albeit it looked as though it was only really Real Madrid in the race to sign him. But this summer looks as though it could be a huge one on the striker market across Europe. Yeah, I think a, a domino effect is is the word, isn't it? The Mbappe thing is is interesting in and of itself. Obviously, he's directly mentioned Liverpool now, which is is interesting. The fact that he's had that conversation with them. I think he said he'd had it a couple of times. I think we already knew that they kind of had that conversation when he was at Monaco. I think John Henry was was spotted at, at some point and, and there was all sorts of, of sort of speculation around them. But then obviously PSG, it's his home club. The amount of money that they paid for him when he moved from from one French club to another. It's probably, again, let's be honest, that the financial side of it, which has, has stopped Liverpool getting involved this time when you read, and I don't know how true some of the, the figures that are flying about are in terms of, of Mbappe, but you know, you, you look at some of the numbers involved and it's it, it's absolutely remarkable, really, the, the sort of figures that they've put on the table for him. But yeah, it's um, it, it just ultimately, I think, shows where Liverpool are at right now. The fact that it was a consideration for him that he might go there rather than Real Madrid or he might go there rather than stay with PSG. I think is it's just a testament really to the Liverpool, uh, the, the level that Liverpool are at at the moment. And it, it's no surprise that they're in the Champions League final. They've been there three times now under Jurgen Klopp. They've got, for me, the best squad in the world. They're right right up there with the, you know, the, the very best teams in the world. But I think when you've got a player of, of Kylian Mbappe's standing, never before have, have Liverpool really even been in a conversation for a player like that in, in their entire history. You look at the kind of, you know, the the, the sort of names that, that Liverpool have been linked with in the past or they've had conversations with, even if those transfers have, have never happened, it's it's never been for a superstar quite like Kylian Mbappe. So, yeah, it, it's not going to happen. The finances behind it, we've always thought that that would be the case, but Liverpool kind of had that conversation according to Mbappe. And, yeah, you, you can see ultimately, I think, why he would have been at least interested to, to have that conversation and hear what they had to say. Yeah, definitely. And uh, as you mentioned there, it's like a, a domino effect. And I suppose this summer, it really is so often in the transfer market, it, it, it waits for one move to happen to set off a chain reaction. And uh, we've already kind of seen it, haven't we, with Erling Haaland going to, to Manchester City, Borussia Dortmund then looking to go for Karim Adeyemi of, of Red Bull Salzburg. I mean, Mbappe's now staying put at PSG, but that in itself can set off a chain of events with Real Madrid now, I suppose, probably feeling spurned and they aren't all too happy. La Liga threatening legal action, aren't they, against PSG? So what now is the next move for Real Madrid? And with two certain forwards on the books at Anfield with less than 12 months left on their contracts come the summer. You have to wonder, don't you? 
Yeah, I think that's that's where the domino effect is, isn't it? I think you look at the Erling Haaland one and the, the kind of domino effect stops really at, at Salzburg, doesn't it? It stops with the, the replacement there with Karim Adeyemi. But you you look at the uh, the Mbappe thing and there's just so many other names that will come into it now. You look at, obviously, Salah and Mane being the obvious ones from Liverpool in terms of, of what comes next. What happens there is is really interesting, I think. Obviously, ideally, Liverpool would keep both of them, but there is just this extra little spanner that I think has been thrown into the works now with this this Mbappe deal not happening for Real Madrid. You'd imagine that means they've got you know a huge amount of money to, to go and spend now. They're going to want to kind of strike back, really, and, and show that they're the big powerhouses and, and PSG have not got one over them. Maybe they had all the targets that they wanted to, to go after. There's been fairly strong links to Bayern Munich with, uh, with, with Sadio Mane, is that something that he'd be interested in? I mean, there's certainly an argument for that being the case. There's, there's certainly an argument from his agent's perspective in terms of kind of forcing Liverpool into a corner and giving him what he wants as well. So plenty of, of things that, that will come into it. I think, you know, the, the Mbappe deal is is just the start, really, in, in terms of, of this summer. But it, it, it's a summer in in other ways that, that's different to, to other summers as well. You look at the kind of contract situation, you look at Lewandowski, he's only got 12 months left. It looks like he's probably going to move. Salah Romane are in that position. You've got other players as well. It's it's not just a, a domino effect in terms of one mega signing not happening, leading to, to another one. It's, it's also those sort of considerations of, well, what if you don't give Mohamed Salah a new contract this summer, but he stays? You're then into the last 12 months, you'd risk losing him on a free, which is exactly what PSG didn't want with Kylian Mbappe. I mean, the, the money to them is irrelevant, but I think it, it wouldn't have looked great for them as a project to have lost a player like that on a free transfer. So it's, yeah, it, it does seem to be the way that football is going, doesn't it? PSG have benefited enough times with Wijnaldum and Ramos and, and various others in terms of, of getting free agents themselves. But yeah, it's, it's interesting from that perspective as well, because there is... I think a little bit of pressure on a few of these clubs, Liverpool, Bayern Munich, you know, they, they've got a lot of money, but they also are not clubs that you tend to see lose stars that they don't want to. They're not clubs that will sort of lose these players on a free if they can get a fee for them this summer. I think there's there's a few really, really big decisions to be made. And that's before you go on to the other players that Liverpool have got, like Oxley chamberlain and Naby Keita. Those have kind of taken a, a bit of a backseat. Roberto Firmino as well, of course, you've got to get Salah and Mane sorted first. And I think this Mbappe decision just really underlines that even further. So do you think with that then that Liverpool are going to be at the centre of this? Or or do you foresee a summer where all of this goes on around Europe that Liverpool aren't involved in? You, you said before, obviously, they've not been involved kind of with a, a Kylian Mbappe type figure before, but it kind of speaks to the level Liverpool are at that alongside Man City, we say are the, the two greatest sides in club football right now, even eclipsing Barcelona and Real Madrid. And if, if Barcelona, Real Madrid, Bayern Munich are all getting involved in transfer business, Man City, of course, buying Poland, surely Liverpool are involved somewhere along the line. I think, it, to be honest, it completely hinges on what happens in terms of the outgoings. I think if if Sadio Mane was to turn around and go, look, I've, I've been at the club now for, what would it be, six years since he'd signed. He's done everything that he wanted to. He possibly could go out if Liverpool win the Champions League, go out with a bang and, and, and sort of be in, you know, in, in, in legendary status at Anfield. He might then decide that it's the time to move on, try something else. Maybe he feels that... You know, Mohamed Salah has had that priority in terms of, of the contract negotiations that have gone on, maybe feels that he should have had a bit more of, of the attention and possibly the last sort of, 
I was going to say weeks, but months now, isn't it really, that he's been Liverpool's kind of leading forward well ahead of, of Mohamed Salah in terms of his form. Possibly there's there's an argument to say that he moves on. I mean, if, if one of them was to move on, I think Liverpool would simply have to get involved in some way, whether that was going for someone like Lewandowski, I would highly doubt, but I think they would have to, to get in a replacement. I think... You know, for for all of, of the depth that they've got, I think you can probably look at, you know, Divock Origi goes, possibly Oxley chamberlain goes. You can kind of argue the case really that Fabio Cavallio could kind of come in and, and do the role that, that those two have done in the squad. I think there's going to have to have been a conversation for, for Cavallio to have come in. It, it looks like he's going to be part of, of the Liverpool squad next season. They must have had conversations around how many minutes he's going to get, how many opportunities he's going to get. But it's a completely different ball game. If, if one of the the first choice five forwards was to leave, whether that's, you know, at one end of the scale, at a Salah or a Mane or at the other end, the kind of Roberto Firmino one. We, did, we don't know exactly what's going to happen with him yet. Obviously, another one with only 12 months left on his contract. I think if if one of those five was to leave and it would be, you know, one of the traditional front three, I can't see Diogo Jota or, or Luis Diaz obviously moving anywhere this summer. I think then Liverpool simply have to get involved because you, you can't lose a player like Sadio Mane and, and not replace him. And, I suppose that kind of links back nicely, doesn't it? It's it, it's a big decision for Liverpool. If if they don't sell Sadio Mane this summer, they're going to have to be pretty confident that they're going to get a new contract signed for him because, yeah, similar to Salah, you wouldn't fancy really losing him on a free and then not getting that money and, and not being able to reinvest that. That that wouldn't seem very Liverpool. So, yeah, you can kind of see it to an extent with Firmino because he wouldn't kind of demand as, as big a fee as the other two. But with Salah and Mane, I think it's a case of either... You sign them up or you sell them. And in terms of kind of the, the strikers, the forward players that perhaps will be available in the transfer market, of course, uh, a player who's been linked with Liverpool, very much speculation in the past has been Paolo Dybala. His contract is up at Juventus, so wouldn't cost a transfer fee this summer. But when you look through the list of players who, who are going into this summer with just one year left on their contracts, I mean, Raheem Sterling. We've spoken about that in the past. There's Serge Gnabry at Bayern Munich as well as Robert Lewandowski. And it's been kind of those wide players that Liverpool have looked and brought in previously. Memphis Depay, of course, there were heavy rumours with him just a couple of years back at Barcelona. Lionel Messi only has a year left at, at PSG as well come this summer. But uh, another name that, that kind of jumps out to me is Thomas Lamar as well. There are a number of these old Liverpool transfer targets that seemingly this summer go into the window with just a year left on their deals. Yeah, it's it's interesting, isn't it? You look at someone like Lamar and you can't imagine particularly that Liverpool will be interested in him now. But there was, you know, very, very strong interest when he went to Atletico Madrid. I think they ended up Well, paying. he is only 26. Yeah, yeah, I suppose it's it's one of those where you could kind of make the, the case for it. I, I seem to remember he went for something like 90 million or something. It was an enormous amount of money, wasn't it, that they ended up paying for him. I can't remember exactly what it was, but yeah, it's it's not particularly gone well for him. Possibly that could be something that you'd look back on. But I think for me that the crucial kind of determinant in terms of which players Liverpool would look at would simply be the, the number of, of goals that they get. If if you know Salah or Mane was to leave, that's a, a huge amount of, of a quantity of goals, really, that you'd have to kind of replace. And we've seen that with Diogo Jota has, has come in and, and got more than 20 goals this season, obviously performed well in, in difficult circumstances in his first season at the club as well. And 
that's the key thing that Liverpool will be looking for. Which of, of those players are the ones that are going to get you 30-plus goals in a season, potentially, if if they were to come in? I think Thomas Lamar would be one that you'd look at and think probably wouldn't. Paolo Dybala, I think you'd have a little bit of a question mark over, over whether that would be the case with him. It's all about the kind of the quantity. And I think... I think that's something that Liverpool have done really, really well over the last few seasons. You look at, at someone like Chelsea, for example, who've spent a lot of money on attackers. You look at Christian Pulisic, who is a, a really good p- footballer, but I don't think he's you know even got into double figures necessarily for Chelsea this season. He's he's not going to have scored you know a huge volume of goals. They've got probably four, five, six players who, who are kind of very good, but but don't necessarily give you the return that, that Liverpool would be after. I think Liverpool are very much bit like Diogo Jota, it doesn't particularly matter what he does outside the box. As soon as it's inside the box, you know it's it's going to be a goal. I think I think that's crucial for, for the way that Liverpool play and, and that's what they would look at. And I suppose that that that's a bit of a question mark, I think, in terms of the names. Usman Dembele is another one that I think is has not got too long left. In fact, I think he might be a, a free transfer this summer if he doesn't yeah, yeah. doesn't extend. So, you know, there's, there are kind of, there are options available. There are big names available, but even someone like him, Dybala, injury record, not particularly great, doesn't get the huge quantity of goals. I mean, the only one that I can think of off the top of my head that would kind of be available this summer that would be a guarantee of that is is Lewandowski, who I think is, what, 34 at this moment in time, which, again, you, you just can't see Liverpool going for, for a player like that as much as there is that Jurgen Klopp link. I mean, if you're going to give anyone that sort of wage that he'd demand, it would be Mohamed Salah or, or Sadio Mane. So, I don't know it's it, it's a tricky one I, I would expect Liverpool to kind of, of have a few names in mind if if the worst was to happen but I think priority number one is you just sign them up because you can't really see Salah or Mane dropping off too much in terms of the goals even when Mane last season or, or even the first half of, of this season really wasn't particularly at his, his best he obviously has been in in scintillating form since but even when he had that drop off he was still getting the goals and that's the the crucial thing really for them when they're they're looking for someone this summer. So I was going to say, how important is it that Liverpool do this early then so they don't miss out maybe on the, the carousel of attacking talent that might be available this summer? Equally, we kind of know how the transfer market works. There are lots of talks going on between representatives. And what you were saying before in terms of Liverpool's position in the market now regarding the talks with Killian and Bappe, do Liverpool need to be pressurised at all? Because in the state they are in, in the position they sit in the market in world football, any player, should an opening come available in that Liverpool forward line, would jump at the chance, surely? Yeah, you'd, you'd certainly like to think that Liverpool have got that appeal. I mean, the, the wage structure is the only thing that counts against them in a certain way, but then you'd look at Klopp. It could be European champions. There's, there's certainly a lot of other things that you could sort of counteract that with and. Yeah, Liverpool do have to, to kind of be in the conversation and not make sure that they're, you know, out of it if if something was to happen. But I think I think they'll have a clear plan in terms of what they do. And this summer is it's slightly easier in some ways in that it's a very very quick summer once again. There's no tournament obviously, but the tournament comes mid season next season. You'd look at at that and think, well, the season starts a couple of weeks earlier. Liverpool will definitely be involved in the Community Shield. So that's you know another week before. They're going to have a bit of pre-season before that. But 
the actual off-season itself, there's not going to be that many weeks without being together, at least for pre-season. And, you know, I don't know exactly how long it is before, you know, the Champions League final to that, but it is, you know, it's, it's a matter of about four weeks or so in which they can do their transfer business realistically. So, yeah, it, it is a case of they're going to have to do it sooner rather than later if that is to be the case. But realistically, it, it can't take that long anyway because there just isn't that long for teams to do all of these things I do think in terms of the transfer business, we will see stuff pretty quickly after the Champions League. You know, whatever happens, we saw last time Liverpool lost the Champions League final. They then announced Fabinho, didn't they, a few days later. I'm not suggesting that they've got something up their sleeve in terms of this, but I would suspect... There is a Monaco midfielder people want. Yeah, I would would suspect that Aurelien Chouameni will decide or will announce where he is going to go soon after the Champions League final. Obviously, Diego at the moment understands that Real Madrid very much in the driving seat for him, but I would suspect that one or two deals like that will will happen pretty quickly. And it's it's probably the first summer where there's been a little bit of certainty as well in terms of the finances as well. I mean, even last summer, we weren't quite sure where everyone stood. Barcelona certainly weren't sure where they stood. There's, there's a bit more clarity, I think, going into this summer transfer window. So, whether it's free transfers, whether it's cut price, because they've only got 12 months left. I think there is going to be a little bit of movement this summer. But yeah, Liverpool will get involved. They have to, but in an ideal world, I think they probably wouldn't. Yeah, let's see how it does play out. Remember to stay glued to the Liverpool Echo, liverpool.com as well. And here on the Blood Red channel, if you want to leave us your thoughts on maybe which forwards you want to see Liverpool enter the market for, or the the list of priorities, I suppose, for Liverpool in terms of contract renewals for the likes of Sadio Mane and Mohamed Salah, and if they are to go, who the Reds should target. But from myself, Guy Clark and Matt Addison, thanks for joining us here on this edition of The Agenda from the Blood Red Podcast. Until next time, it's bye for now. You've been listening to the Agenda Podcast on the Blood Red Channel.